the people that hold, they don't lose their money. Right. You know, I mean, Warren Buffett will tell you, just hang on to it. The ones that lose are the ones that are sell. They freak out when there's a crash. Mm -hmm. I just buy more when there's a crash. Hello and welcome to Pillars of Wealth Creation, where we talk about creating financial success with a special focus on business and real estate. I'm your host, Todd Dexheimer. Now, let's get to it. Hello and welcome back to Pillars of Wealth Creation. I'm your host, Todd Dexheimer. With me, I'm excited to have Myra Oliver. Myra, how are you doing today? I am fantastic. Thanks for having me, Todd. Oh, thanks for joining us. And I'm excited to dig in. So Myra is a Kentucky girl who I found out transplanted to Texas, but still in Kentucky. Uh, <laughs> but at 22, decided she wanted some true freedom from debt and consumerism by her early 30s through just smart saving, hard work, real estate investments. Myra was a self-made millionaire. And after a few years in retirement, she returned to the marketplace and built another real estate empire. And she is now sharing all that with uh, Down Home Money, a, a, a book. And um, man, I just, a lot more. So let's let's dig in. Why don't you kind of finish your bio? What are you doing today? And, and um, you know, main focus, and then we can kind of dig dig deep. Oh, sure. So, you know, I mean, I love real estate and I bought my first property at um, 20 years old, 20 in my early 20s. Um, and I still have that property. I paid uh, $35,000 for it, Todd. And guess how much it's worth now? I bet more than 35,000, maybe yeah, well, a little bit. A zero probably. Yeah. <laughs> so it's about, about 250. I mean, okay. it's a little frame house and it's worth probably about 250000 But more importantly, I have made over $300,000 in rent over the last 30 years that I've owned it. Um, so I, I just, I fell in love with real estate and I have a high school education from the great state of Kentucky. And I didn't know what I wanted to do, but I knew I loved doing hair. So I did $5 haircuts and my husband was a policeman and it took me 13 years to get to financial freedom through real estate. We bought 10 properties over those 13 years and they threw me off about 5,000 a month. And that's what allowed me to, to quit at the age 33 and, and, you know, enjoy financial freedom. Yeah. Well, that's really cool. Um, and so you're able to do that, but then it sounds like you kind of got back in, got, so, bored. So got bored. Yeah. And then you started, you started buying again. So what, what's your kind of, what's your main focus, um, when you got back into it? Well, you know, I got bored. I mean, honestly, we traveled, we had a lot of fun and we had really reached financial freedom and independence. Mm -hmm. But what happened for me is that I just realized I was just too young. I had a lot of energy yeah. and I wanted to do something. And so I, we started buying more houses and I decided to get my real estate license. Big mistake, not really, but <laughs> far as financial freedom for freedom, big mistake because I got into real estate and I'm a driver. So I'm not going to just dabble in real estate. I'm going to be the number one real estate agent in my town or I'm not going to do it. And so guess what? Within three years, I was the number one agent in town. And then the uh, company, the biggest company in town came and recruited me to come run their business. And I, I'm a businesswoman. Okay. I own my first business at 20 years old, a hair salon. And so when they came to me, I said, the only way I would ever take a job is if there's some future ownership. 
Hmm. So what happened is um, they set some parameters for me. I hit all of the goals that were set for me. Within three years, I became an owner of that office. And then I became a regional director for our company. And I started putting in franchises in Ohio, Kentucky, and Indiana. And so I ended up owning three franchises. Uh, hmm. And then... Yeah, and so then I decided, you know what, because I, I love real estate. My three franchises in 2020 did $1.7 billion worth of real estate sales. Wow. So that's pretty exciting. That's pretty good. Um, yeah, so it's a little different now. I get to do it 30,000 feet up, right? Yeah. I'm not boots yeah. on the ground anymore. Yeah. Are you? Do you still have those then? You still... Yes, I have. Uh, I have Northern Kentucky. I actually sold out to my partner on two of them, and I kept the Northern Kentucky franchise. Oh, so I, I still have that franchise. It's number one for Keller Williams in the system of uh, Ohio Valley region. It's the number one franchise, so that's why I kept it. There you go. Well, that's good, man. Busy. Um, <laughs> you retired, and then you got busier after uh, you decided, "Hey, I'm going to go back in. I'm going right. to get crazy." Um, that's cool. So, so your active real estate investments. Tell tell me kind of wh where you're at with those, and and what you're doing, what your strategy is right now. Sure. So I stick to the 1% rule. I've always stick to the 1% rule when I'm buying. So I've been making lots of offers lately. I was telling you, um, and I'm not getting them and that's okay because I don't buy on emotion. Mm. I buy on logic and what makes sense for me and my portfolio. And, you know, I'm kind of in a different place than a lot of people starting because I've been doing this 30 years. Right. So I, I, I'm debt free. I've paid them all off. And so I'm just in a total different place. But I, I want people to understand that you just got to get started. That is the key. And everybody's different in what their financial freedom journey is. And what I find some people just want to make like me, 5,000 a month. And that was my first goal. And, and you can do that through real estate. Some people want to make a hundred thousand a month and we both know you can do that in real estate. And that's what I loved about real estate. It didn't limit me and what I could do. And so I just started buying. I mean, I got back, you know, when I, once I got my real estate license, I really got back in buying more properties and, you know, and just diversifying that portfolio. So it wasn't just single family homes. So, you know, I own the building that my real estate office is in, in Kentucky. I have a 13,000 square foot building that, that, that the Keller Williams franchise rents from me. Um, so, I, and I love that. I love triple net lease. That, that's the coolest thing ever. I just did that in 2018. Yes. <laughs> uh, I, man, that is just like the greatest thing ever and so now i'm making some offers on commercial property because that's really where i want to head next yeah. yeah so explain triple net lease for those who are listening who don't know what it is so when i get that rent check here's the easiest way to explain it when i get yeah. that rent check it's net dollar <laughs> makes me want to holler. Yeah. I mean, it is a net check. So when they're, I'm not, they're paying my taxes, they're paying my insurance and they're paying for all repairs. So it is a beautiful thing. Yeah. That's, that's the great thing is I pay for it all. Right. Right. They're, they're basically the, basically like take the ownership role, uh, but they're not owning it. You own it. They're just, they're paying you the rent, but they're paying for everything else and they're doing everything yeah. else. So, right. Um, yeah. I only write off is depreciation. Yeah. Right. I mean, because it's net dollars that you're getting. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. Um, what advice would you give 
you you mentioned, you know, people getting into the industry and it's different. And so what advice would you give somebody, you know, getting into the industry? They're 20 years old, they're 22 years old, whatever it is. And they're ready to get started. Prices are high, obviously, right now. So it's different than, let's call it 2010 when prices were low. So what advice would you give that person? I think it's just like anything. It's just like the stock market. You got to start. We think prices are high because you and I were buying in 2010. Right. So, but for them, maybe they're not because yeah. you're, you know, it's not going to go back probably to 2010 prices. Yeah. It's probably not. I mean, let's just face it. Uh, we're in a new world now and there's lots of millennials buying homes mm -hmm. and that generation is a big generation. So I think that we've got to really realize we have a supply and demand issue right now. And, and that's, what's really keeping the prices up. It's going to catch up. I think we'll have a correction in the market. I've seen two before. Um, and I think that I just don't think we're going to have a crash in the market. Like a lot of people are saying, you know, that, that's, that gets people to pay attention to your site or your, but I just don't think that's going to happen. Right. I think that we will have a correction. Um, it just depends. I mean, we've never had a situation like this where our government is, um, letting people stay in rental property and sit there and not pay their rent. So I will tell you, uh, my team are getting calls from investors that have one or two or three houses that um, their tenants have been sitting there not paying their rent and they want to sell. So go. we're going to have some more inventory, you know, now um, my husband, it's really funny. We have had, had had six evictions our whole 33 years of doing this. And we just had to evict somebody. I mean, he just went to court this week and it's the judge told him he was the first person he's had in eviction court um, in the last year. Hmm. that's pathetic yeah. I, honestly yeah. I, I mean I, I don't know how he got on the list got there that fast but he he moves pretty fast and um I thought that was so interesting that he said yeah. that you know that's, that's and, wild isn't it yeah and and Rick said it was a, it, he was so friendly towards the landlord and that's not normal because they're probably going dang it they've been sitting there for years they hadn't got their money together now they got to go somewhere else you know and so it's just I think that um, the market has changed and I think the landscape has changed a little bit just because I've been in real estate for a long time but I do believe that real estate is a wealth builder for all classes. It doesn't matter if you are an hourly employee or if you're wealthy, everybody can do real estate. You just need to find properties that work and you need to stick to a standard and know what your standard is. And everybody's different. I mean, some people say to me, I just need to make 300 a month. And, I, and which scares me when they say that, because I'm like, all you gotta have is an AC unit go out when you're a new investor and you're done for the year. And so I'm really, I'm a very conservative. I, you know, I, I'm a very frugal human being. And so, I mean, you know, if you read my book, Down Home Money, A Simple Approach to Financial Freedom, you will see that I am very frugal in everything I do. And now I can buy whatever I want, but I still live on that $5,000 a month. And so I think that the most important thing is you've got to have your reserves together uh, if you're going to do this and you've got to have some money. You know, back in um, when I was actively selling real estate and we had all the no doc loans and people were just jumping in. That was part of the reason why by 08 and 09, we had all the foreclosures right. because there were so many people that didn't have any money. All it took was one thing to go wrong with that property. Yeah. And then now they can't make the payment. So You're it's a different on market. Every little now. piece of equity they had too. And so yes. they were squeezing 
every little last last drop of juice out of that uh out of that lemon and it just yeah and it fell apart and i personally had people that i helped them build portfolios back in those days they got foreclosed on every property i mean i had one guy individual that got foreclosed on 20 properties within two years 20 properties and i just don't want that to happen now i just you know a lot of us that was new for us and we got to watch that but i really learned by my mistakes so I felt kind of a, a queen of failing my way forward. And I'm just not going to let that happen with people that I work with and that I help or advise because it's just not smart, you know, because it destroys their personal lives too. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. But uh, so, yeah, I mean, get started, right? You can't, you can't sit around and wait for the next crash. And like you said, who knows? I mean, what does crash really mean? Crash is a, a catchy word that attracts people and, that's right. uh, and brings fear to others. And so we'll see. I, I think this is a really interesting market where we've got the low interest rate environment, like you mentioned, we've got the millennials, like you mentioned, and the millennials are now buying houses or wanting to buy houses, but they're so low inventory. And it'll be interesting what's going to actually, what would make this market come down? Um, I just, there's so many things that are pulling it up long-term that I feel like a crash, especially it's hard to believe within the next five or, or so years. I just, I, I can't, I can't see it, but who knows? There's so many other variables that come into play. We just can't predict it. Yeah, that's right. And I think that's why you keep buying. It's just like the stock market. The people that hold, they don't lose their money. Right. You know, I mean, Warren Buffett will tell you, just hang on to it. The ones that lose are the ones that are sell. They freak out when there's a crash. I just buy more when there's a crash. I mean, we've had a couple of good days this week. I got to buy a lot of stocks. Uh, you know, we had a little downtime, a little dip, so to speak, in the market. And you know what's really cool, Todd, is that there's different areas that have not really gone up that much in real estate, but you got to go look for them. My brother uh, has bought houses in the last year. He has bought houses in the 30, 40, 50,000 range, hmm. renting them for six to 800 in Kentucky. So I think that you got to get purposeful and know what you're looking for. And you know what, Dallas, Texas, it ain't going to happen probably in your area. Maybe not, but go out to the other areas outside and there may be more rural areas, but people have to have a place to live. Yeah. And now people are kind of moving out because they're getting to work from home. Yeah. So it's giving you some different opportunities in areas you probably wouldn't look at. I know for me, I'm, I'm looking at a property this afternoon that's out in the country um, because I know that I could probably rent that property. Um, and because and it's close enough to the city that yet it's still far enough away that people will have that rural experience they're looking for. Right. And so I just kind of, I'm bobbing and weaving with the market. And I think that people that get set in their ways are going to be in trouble. I think you've got to be willing to bob and weave because our market's changing and you've got to be fluid. I, I agree. You've got to be flexible. You've got to be able to start reading the market and, and it doesn't mean you have to time the market. It doesn't mean you have to allow the market to completely direct you, but you do have to be aware of what's going on and the opportunities that are at hand. And so, and then if you follow your advice that you gave earlier with ha having some reserves, at not, you know, making sure you've got cash flow, not, not just like 
way over leveraging yourself. Yeah. Um, you're going to make it through some of those downturns that you might have. Absolutely. And what I have found is the longer I hold real estate, the, the higher the value becomes yep. and you just got to hang on to it. So if you buy and, and honestly, I just bought an Airbnb in uh, Galveston, Texas. So I could have bought the property, just to give you an idea, I could have bought the property and I looked at the property and I made an offer on the property in 2017 mm. for 380,000 beach property and did not get it. And I was like, that's a ridiculous. Okay. So it, and it, then I was going, that's ridiculous. I am not. <laughs> right. So this just shows you how your thinking and your mindset changes. So the market, the house came back on the market. I loved the house, by the way, because it would be a place I would want to go personally stay uh, on, in our free time. So it came back on the market and I just bought it in April and I paid 510,000 for the property. Yep. Now, listen, I am in real estate and I would consider myself a professional in real estate and I know the market and I know I probably paid anywhere between 50 and 75,000 too much, but I don't care because I've made 60,000 since April renting it out. So the way I looked at it, and I mean, and honestly, it's, it, like I said about bobbing and weaving, normally I wouldn't have looked at it like that, but it's about cash flow. I bought the property for cash flow and I bought the property because I don't have to manage it. And it came with property management. It came all booked, booked through January. Wow. And so I was like, let's just look at this. And I just started evaluating it. And I saw things, you know, how you see things when you start seeing things differently, things show up differently. So I looked at it with a total different set of eyes. And I was like, you know what, I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that because the money I'm going to make this year alone. And by the time I take my start taking depreciation, I'm going to be just fine in that property. So don't get caught up that Dang it, I could have bought that for, right. you know, for me, in my case, 140000 almost less if I'd bought it in 2017. You can't get caught up in that because I'm going to tell you what, in 2024, that property's probably going to sell for 600000 you know? And I think that we, sure, I wish I could buy some. Listen, I became wealthy, really wealthy in six, seven, eight, nine. Those years, I bought, st I bought homes Seriously, for 60, 70,000 brand new homes in a neighborhood that all the whole neighborhood was foreclosed on. I can now sell those homes for anywhere from 250 to 325. Just those homes that I bought in that neighborhood made me millions, right? Yep. Just yep. from, and I was, it was risky because every house was a foreclosure. I mean, it was the craziest. In my town, we were having in 09, April of 09. We were having 500 foreclosures a month in my county, a month. It was awful. Yeah, and I um, think back at that time. Man. Yeah. And I was just buying. But yeah. I will tell you, because of going through that time and then watching how long it took to recover, because a lot of you don't realize they think it recovered immediately. It did yeah, not. Yeah, no, it did not. And so watching the recovery, I know we're going to have a correction. And I really feel like I'm right now, I'm kind of just saving my money. I've sold some properties that people made me crazy prices. And when it comes crazy money, and it's going to take me years and years and years to make that on rent, um, I'm going to go and take my, I, I'll sell. Like if I can triple my money, I'm selling. Yeah. And so I, that's kind of what I've been thinking. That's kind of in my measurement, you know, 
and then I'm going to put them in some newer properties and, and, and I'm going to have to spend, you know, people say, well, you're going to spend twice as much. Yeah, but I'm going to also upgrade. And remember, I've owned mine a long time. So I've depreciated out a yeah. lot of properties. Well, we can start depreciating again, which brings right. Tax yeah. Benefits, so. I don't do leverage anymore. I did. That's how I got started. Um, but I don't do that anymore just because okay. my husband is 13 years older than I am. And we just don't, um, we don't sleep well with leverage. It got us where we are today and we are so grateful, but we truly believe in financial freedom and freedom comes from not having debt for us. Mm -hmm. And it's a personal decision. Um, everybody's different in their journey. And I respect everybody's journey. There's no right or wrong. But for us, it's right for us to not have debt. Well, and that's an interesting thing to say, too, is I was just thinking about that, actually, because, you know, you, you get on these you know, groups, you're talking with people and, and people slam the the no debt thing, like you just said that you're doing. And for me, I'm, I'm kind of, kind of an in-between, right? I, I really like that. It's got me where I'm, but I'm also a very conservative with my debt too, especially on properties I'm wanting to long-term hold. I'm not refinancing them to pull out more money. I just allow that debt to, to go down. So, so I'm a kind of an in-between where you're at, but it's a season of life too, right? Right you're at a different season in life right now. And that for you just doesn't make sense. And you can still grow your portfolio slowly without it. And so why not? Right. And it makes, it makes a lot of sense. That is a great tool. It can, it can cause issues though, if you don't use it right. And, but being debt free, man, I, that sounds like absolute, like total freedom right there. It, you know, for us, it, it truly is total freedom because, I mean, I think too, I think how much do you need? Okay. So here's where I, you know, I coach people and I find that sometimes people and especially real estate agents and because they just can make as much, they keep making more and more and more and more, right. And build it and build it and build it. That's what I love about real estate. It doesn't limit your income potential. Matter of fact, it amplifies it based on your desire to work and, and go do it and drive it. And so, you know, you don't have to have a college education. You don't have to have, you know, you, it's about, it's that spirit and that, that drive and that grit, honestly. And that's what I love about it. But at the same time, if you don't do great things with your money, money's only good for the good it can do. And if you don't do great things with your money and provide your future self with assets that throw you off a passive income, then what have you done? Because right. I meet with people, I mean, I've got one in particular that makes over a million dollars a year, um, but she spends about a million too. And I don't know about yeah. you, but that comes up with a negative. That math doesn't work. That doesn't work. And, and so we're really working on that because she's making a lot of money, but she has no assets and her net worth is a negative number. Yeah. I'm sorry, when you're making that kind of money, because then I've got people I coach that make 50 to 80,000 a year who have net worths of several hundred thousand. Yep. So it's amazing to me how people in their lifestyle creep. Because for me, I mean, how much do you need? I can't spend it now. I mean, in all honesty, I don't have any children. And so I think when you get real purposeful on why you're doing things, then you really realize that time is finite. And money is infinite. I can always go make more money, 
but I will never get this day back. And I think that comes with age, to be real honest with you. I never really thought mm -hmm. like that when I was younger. I was just, oh, go get them, go get them. Yeah. I want more, more, more. And as I get older, I kind of go, oh, that property, it needs a lot of work. And that's going to take a lot of time. And I mean, you just start thinking differently. Now I've become so protective of my time that you really realize that, you know, anytime that you're trading your time for money, you don't have freedom. And I'm, yeah, you know, and so I've quit trading my time for money. I'm now on a mission, you know, down home money. My YouTube channel is called down home money. My website's down home money. Everything's down home money is a passion project for me. And it is about making a difference. So there's no money tied to it. I mean, honestly, um, I, I pretty much have made it more of a, because um, I, I don't really want it to come become a job. I want it to be my passion project and help others because I've done everything wrong. I know how I have failed my way forward and I can help people and save them a lot of stress and anxiety around that. Well, the, the book sounds really, it sounds really good, right? I, I like, I love the title, Down Home Money. You can totally tell it's a, like a country girl, uh, you know, a Kentucky girl uh, uh, title, but, or Kentucky person title. Uh, simple approach to financial freedom. Talk, talk to me a little bit about the book. First of all, why why write a book? Like that sounds like a lot of work, but uh, why? So why did you decide to write the book? And um, just kind of take me through, you know, just some of the main points. Sure. So great question. And yes, a lot of work. So <laughs> I always had that on my bucket list um, just because I felt like that I, my journey, I think I talked to so many people and they always say they can't do it. You know, I couldn't do what you've done. And, and that just drives me crazy because yeah. anybody can do it because yeah. where there's a will, there's a way. Right. And, you know, I mean, we all have limitations. We all have strengths. We all have weaknesses. And you just got to figure out what works best for you. And so when I um, in 2016, I was sitting at this is what really changed everything for me. This was a game changer because I was back on that treadmill working all the time. I mean, because I just got back on that success treadmill and that's who I am because I'm very driven. I'm going to win at everything I do. I may have to fail for years and then I'll win. And so I got back on that journey and I just was like, I was sitting at a John Maxwell seminar who I follow. I am a firm believer in his teachings and trainings and the mindset and positivity. And so I'm sitting who, at his seminar, John Maxwell, John Maxwell. Yes, uh, leadership trainer. And I'm sitting at his seminar and John, I'm on the front row because listen, I'm going to pay that kind of money to go to that. I'm going to be on the front row and get every yep. bit of it. And he looks at the audience and he said, success is great, but significance is where it's at. And Todd, I just started mm. bawling because I was back on the working all the time. And I didn't need the money. And you're, I was chasing somebody else's dream to build. I doubled a region for Keller Williams and I was chasing that dream. And I was like, am I doing this for me or for them or for somebody else? And I just really realized I was, I was leaving the most important people at home while I traveled to go do this. And that was my family. And I really realized at that point that I needed to make a change. And I'd made some promises. I needed to fulfill all the promises because I'm not one to overpromise and underdeliver. And so I finished out. I gave my resignation in 2018. I finished everything I said I would do. I said, I'll double your region. 
because that's just who I am. If I tell you I'm going to do something, get out of my way. I'm going to do it. <laughs> and so I finished that and I gave my resignation in 2018 and I started writing my book. Now, I didn't dream it was going to take me almost two years to do it. Yeah. I, I mean, because I'm not a writer. I mean, I am a hillbilly from Kentucky. I mean, I'm so Southern. I mean, I like all the Southern food. I, and so I was just, I'm just not somebody that sits down and it does all that. I'm just a doer. So I hired a coach and she made the biggest difference. She got me focused on what I really wanted to say and how I wanted to say it. Mm. Um, and she helped me with that. And so this book is really near and dear to my heart because it's my story. Plus, it is giving steps to financial freedom and it's keeping it really simple. And so anybody could do it. I wrote the book for my nieces and nephew who are going to inherit all of this. I have five and they're going to inherit everything that their Aunt Myra has busted her butt for. And to them, they're at the age now. It looks like I have just always been successful, right? They didn't watch me on the journey. And it's been a journey. It's not a destination. Every day's a journey. Um, and so I wanted them to know the story. And so that's why I wrote the book. Um, and I'd never dreamed that. I mean, at first, uh, two weeks out, it became bestseller on Amazon. Um, and I didn't plan on that to happen. I really didn't. Um, but I'm thrilled because if I can help somebody, because I am as ordinary as they come. So if I can do it, Anybody can do it. And I think when you read the story um, and you see how it happened and uh, and you take some of the tips and strategies that I've given to help you, uh, I think it, it can it can take anyone. I really believe that anybody can have financial freedom. They've just got to make up their mind. They want it and be willing for delayed gratification because it is not how much money you make. It's how much money you keep and what you do with it. And are you buying assets to throw you off a passive income? Yeah. Just where I'm at. Myra, I can tell you right now by the short conversation we've had, you are not an ordinary person. You are extraordinary. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) um, I want to know, like, maybe we've already covered some of them, but simple steps. Uh, This is, you're saying, a simple approach to financial freedom. So, like, what are a couple of simple steps that you think are the most important that we can kind of lean on here? So first and foremost, you gotta get your head in the game, Mm. okay? And mindset is crucial because if you believe it, you can achieve it. Anything is possible. You know, it all starts right here. And I think that the thing is, is that most people, um, they've been beat down. And, and so, I mean, and they, they're struggling. And right now there's a lot of people struggling, yeah. but I will tell you, whatever you, you are the sum of the five people you spend the most time with, choose wisely. Well, that goes down and, to like what you spend your most time doing as well. Like, are you, do you have CNN or Fox news or whatever? Is that playing in the background all the time? Yeah. Cause that's who you become. You are absolutely right. So I don't watch all that mess. I listen to podcasts and I, um, and I control my narrative, right? And so I will tell you early on talking about mindset and I really believe, I mean, I knew at a young age, I was going to be a millionaire. I just knew it. That was my goal. I mean, as a young age and millionaire was a big thing back then, right? We're talking eighties and so seventies growing up. And so 
I, when I graduated high school and got my own place and everything, on my mirror, before I would go do hair every day, I had, I am a millionaire. And I would read those affirmations. How old were you? I, I was like 19 when I went to school That's to so do hair, right? So I started that early on. And then my dad helped me buy a hair salon. And so I bought a hair salon. I bought a barber. I was actually a barber because I wanted to cut men's hair because, you know, Hey, it's a great way to get really cute men sitting in your chair and I cut their hair and talk to them. You know, I was single. And so that was my goal. And then I realized there was no money in men. So I learned how to do perms and color and all that. So I could really make some money to get my financial freedom journey going. But I, I think that, you know, if people will just realize that, that their mind and what you feed your mind is so powerful. If you're telling yourself you can't, you know what? You're right. If you're telling yourself you can, you're also right because whatever you decide. So that's the first thing is I help people work on their mindset. The second thing is you got to know where you are to know where you're going. And most people have no clue. When I meet with people, they don't even know their net worth. They don't have a clue. So on my website, Down Home Money, I have got money tools and you can click on it and you can get a free download of a net worth sheet. You you got to take your assets, you got to minus your liabilities and know what is your net worth. And if you've been working 20, 25, 30 years and your net worth is a negative number, you are way behind. And we got to help you start building for your financial future. You know, just kind of, kind of random, but my husband was telling me yesterday, he came back from the gym and he said, he said, this guy I work out with some, some that comes to the gym, he goes, he's probably about 75 years old. And my husband's really in great shape. He was a policeman for years. He's always worked out. And he said, he goes, I thought he was about 65. You see, Rick, this guy also was in great shape. So he's worked out a lot of years. And the guy was telling Rick that he was going to have to continue working until he's 85. And Rick goes, oh, man, you don't have to continue. What do you mean by that? And he goes, well, I'm 75 now, and we can't live on Social Security, and we're struggling. That's why I continue to work. And when Rick, and the reason Rick told me the story is he said, I'm so grateful that we were so smart when we were younger and had the energy. He goes, I cannot imagine at my age now having to work and having the stress of knowing I got to go work to pay the bills. Yeah. Yeah. And so well, that's think, the worst part, right? It's not even right. that you have to go to work. Like, you know, you have to stress over going to work to, and you right. have, you're stressing because you can't retire because you can't afford to pay the bills. That's the worst part. Not the yeah. fact that you have to work. Right. And that's, you're exactly right. And, but you know what, unfortunately, that's 70% of our population. It's, great. it's crazy. It's, it's crazy. It's, that, are, that yeah. it's, but you know what? We can stop it. And yeah, I mean, we, we really can. I mean, it's, and especially if we, we teach our kids, that's the real problem. We're not teaching our kids about money and we're going and buying them those expensive tennis mm -hmm. shoes. I mean, we're doing all the, what are we teaching when we do that? And there's so many influencers, you know, on Instagram and they're showing their Lambos and their expensive clothes and all that stuff. We got to stop that. I mean, you know, my generation, it was about the Joneses. Dang, now we're keeping up with the Kardashians and that's at a whole new level. But those girls make a lot of money and we can't keep up with them. Ordinary people cannot. And so I think that just getting awareness around what you really want in life and figuring that out and then doing some of these steps and start keeping a journal on your expenses 
and see where you can save a hundred dollars. Start with a hundred dollars. If you are living paycheck to paycheck, which again, 70% of our population over 70 are doing paycheck to paycheck. If you can figure out what you're spending your money on, we can figure out how you can save money and buy some investments. Um, I teach on my on my YouTube channel. I, I started a dividend portfolio and I started learning about dividends in March of last year. And so I teach it on my um, my channel. So I'm just showing people how they can start another income stream. Maybe you can't afford to buy real estate right now, but you got $100. I can show you how you can invest it in a monthly dividend stock that will pay you eight, nine cents, 10 cents a share. And we can start building you a, a, a portfolio right now and let it compound. I mean, we can take an 18 year old and they can put in $100 a month, $100 a month, and they will be a millionaire by the time they're 45. And we, I mean, we just got to show people how to do it early. Early is the yeah. key. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, good stuff. I, I love it. I, I, I love your fire. I love your passion. So that's, that's awesome. I can tell you really care about this stuff and you care about changing the way people think. And we need more people that, that care about that. And we need more people that'll help spread the word. Cause man, there's a lot of people in this country and in this world that need this type of advice and they need it over and over and over again until yeah. they actually sink into their brain. Yeah. Um, so great stuff. So I want to wrap up uh, the show. So I got a couple last questions for you and then we'll say our goodbyes. So uh, what's a favorite book besides your own that you can recommend to our listeners? Oh, the, the one that changed my life, your money or your, or your life. Uh, your Money or Your Life by Vicki Robbins and Joe Dominguez. Um, great book. I love The Millionaire Next Door. It kept me going because I knew I was a blue collar girl and I knew it just proved to me that I could be a millionaire. Of course, now there's another version that he and his daughter have written um, called um, The Next Millionaire Next Door. And it's a great book. And then I love The Simple Path to Wealth uh, by J.L. Collins. So the simple path to wealth is today. JL Collins shows how you can build uh, through buying index funds, a portfolio that will throw you off an income for the rest of your life. Hmm. So that's another one of them. So there's lots of great books. I mean, what I love right now is that the millennials are really taking hold of the FIRE community, financial independence, retire early. And I love that. Well, hmm. there's some of us that did it when it wasn't real cool. Yeah. I mean, seriously, I drove old clunkers to get yeah. to where I am today. And today, even a car is not an asset. I yeah. drive a six-year-old car. I can go buy whatever I want. But why? It just depreciates. I want yeah. my money to appreciate, not depreciate. So there's some really good books and, and, and you know, and podcasts out there. I mean, your podcast is a great podcast for them to come to and, and just learn from. You know, from learn from your guests. I mean, I, what I love is that there's people that have done this before you. So let them make, they've made all the mistakes. So learn from their mistakes so you can move forward faster. Yeah, there's so much information out there. Make sure you're grabbing hold of that information, learning from it, and then choosing what pieces to put together to make your own path. I think that's, that's so, so valuable. There's just so much out there right now. There's, there's really, yeah. honestly, there's no excuse other than um, 
you're doing it to yourself. Yeah. Well, you know, financial freedom is truly for everybody and it's very personalized. And so I always tell people, you know, just because this person says they've got to keep working because they want, you know, 10,000 a month, that doesn't mean you have to figure out how much. And if you absolutely hate your job, it's even more reason why you need to save every penny of your money. And, you know, and I think that that when people really start asking themselves questions and in my book, I've got several questionnaires that I think help people on their journey to kind of figure out what they really want and stop comparing yourself to other people. I mean, really go deep on dive deep on what you want, then everybody can do it. You know, it's it's out there and there's there's plenty of support systems out there now, too, that we didn't really have back in the 80s and 90s. Myra, what are your three pillars of wealth creation? So far as real estate and is that what you're talking about? Or just, just, I mean, three pillars, it might be on the mindset side. It might be on the physical asset side. Yeah. What, what do you think? What comes to your mind top ahead? So right now for me, for where I'm at in my life today, right? So it's changed. Um, significance is my number one pillar in making a difference um, because I've been so blessed. It is my duty to pay it forward. And so that is my number one pillar. My number two pillar is that I have uh, been so um, fortunate to have people that work with me. And I I call them all partners. None of them work for me. They work with me and they are partners. And so my second pillar is going to be seeing that they get their best life. And that again goes with significance and making a difference. So I I hustle every day for them. So my goal is to chase their goals so that they can have a great big life because they've made my life better. So that's, you know, so that's my, and then probably my third pillar is to, um, I just really want to help um, my nieces and nephews to see the world differently. Um, Right now, there's just so much drama and so much, um, such fake um, influence and, and, and fake success and fake, Mm -hmm. listen, the only time success comes before work is in the dictionary. And I want to see that they understand life and it comes with hard choices. So those are mine right now. I mean, and that's kind of probably different than most people you interview, but that's just where I'm at. I just want to make sure that I was understanding your question right. And that's where I'm at with my, that's my main, um, that's my main jam right now. That's what I'm focusing on. Never heard that before. The only place that success become, comes before hard work is in the dictionary. I like that. I like that. It's the only place. <laughs> Think about that. Success in I the like dictionary it. comes before work. Yeah. That's the only place. <laughs> yeah. They should change it. They should put success after. I don't, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I love it. Well, I really appreciate you joining us. Um, tons of great information. It's been a lot of fun. Unfortunately, we have to, we have to call it a wrap, but we could probably keep going for a long time. Um, how can our listeners get in touch with you, learn more about what you're doing, connect? Sure. So, um, my YouTube every Tuesday, I post a video on YouTube at down home money. Uh, you can get me on Instagram at down home money and, um, you can go to my website down home money and you can sign up on my website if you'd like, if you want more information. Awesome. So there you go. 
Awesome. Well, that, that makes it really easy. Everything down home money. Uh, yep. We'll be able to find you. So Myra, really appreciate you joining us. Like I said, tons of great information. I've had a lot of fun and I love your energy. I love your passion uh, for doing this and, and the, the purpose, the significance, the just where you're at right now. It's, it's really special. So thank you very much. And you have a fantastic rest of the day. Thanks, Todd. We'll see you. Hey, thanks so much for listening. I appreciate you being a loyal listener. Say, I would love to have you go on to our Facebook page and subscribe. Uh, give us a thumbs up. Go on to iTunes or wherever you listen and give us a rating and review. Don't forget to subscribe. But your rating and review just helps us push this out to more and more people and continue to grow our audience and hopefully positively affect a ton of people out there that really need this and, and want this. So uh, the other thing I've got for you is a free ebook on my website. So go on to VentureDProperties.com, VentureDProperties.com and download our free ebook uh, on real estate and on syndication. And I've got some data points in there, some really good stuff for you. So I'd love to have you take a look at that. It's free. I'm not expecting anything from it. Uh, and, and also, look, if you want some help in multifamily, want some help learning, growing, getting your business off the ground, I would love to talk to you about what it would look like uh, to work with me potentially and see if that's a good fit. So you can go to coachwithdex.com and check that out and uh, we can definitely have a, uh, a call. Thanks a lot for listening. You make it a fantastic rest of the day. I'll catch you on the next episode.